at first when I hit it, I was just trying to get the D and then it, you know, just kept floating awkwardly and really thought I could score. So I was like, let's try to do this and swing my feet <laughs> in the end zone. And sure enough, they gave it to me. So he looked at that frisbee and said, all right, let's try to do this. <laughs> Coming to you from a dusty road, Austin, Texas, the live frisbee capital of the world. It's the sold out podcast with your hosts, Nice D, Dr. Flatball, and Mr. Wim. I'm a soul fan. I'm a soul fan. So hey, it's a season two, episode five. This is a season wrap-up. This is our last podcast of the season, probably. I am Mr. Whammo. I am Dr. Flatball. Nice D. And we are sold out, if you don't know. Are we going to try and get some sort of weird sound bite? Most recent news is that we just beat all three of our guests in a game of... Coob! Do you pronounce it Cube or Coob, the second, second one? Coob. Coob. All right. Um, so, so I think the sound bite to intro this podcast will be our celebrate. You got a video of Bonesaw's final throw. I Sort of. He's like, oh, I'm too nervous. And then he just threw it. And then <laughs> and we I celebrated. Got, I got the celebration. Flatball, why don't you introduce our two guests here? Okay, I would love to do that. To my right, we have AUDL rookie, giant, all-around nice guy, and the guy who lost the game of Koob for the soul today. <laughs> it is the one, the only, Mick, Mr. Larson, Walter. McWalter. Yeah. McWalter. Hey, I like, I like t- calling you just the just like it's a last name, McWalter. Do, do other people do that? All in one word. Yeah. yeah. Um, some, you know, the syllables are short enough that it kind of flows together. So like McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. We didn't even think of that one. as. We should name. make a McWalter shirt with the McDonald's uh, uh, Mc logo. Walters? <laughs> yeah. Just the same thing, but McWalters. That's great. Yeah. You're one of those guys with like a, a little bit of a list of nicknames. I'm going to tell you something before we move on to our next guest. Uh, you know, the Mr. Larson nickname came up in our first podcast. Uh, nice D was very worried afterwards that you were going to be really offended. But sometimes, as we found with sold out stuff, things just like work out the way they're supposed to work out, almost in like a cosmic way. So randomly, we, we call him Mr. Larson. Then you and I bring dinner and with Colleen to uh, number five, uh, Daddy Jeff's house. And what is playing on their giant screen tv ooh, 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 flat ooh. ball happy gilmore happy gilmore oh, yeah. <laughs> and then there's your face in huge definition high definition right there while we're having dinner it's just like the universe was really uh <laughs> affirming our choice of of uh of nickname so you really had no choice no matter it was the universe <laughs> yeah no i i like the nickname whammo get that spiritual shit out of here yeah. <laughs> i'm moving on to the next guest the next spiritual you thing hippie. you say you're out of here yeah I'm just trying to back you up, Ho, because you were very nervous. You know, we didn't know Mr. Larson at the time. I was. Stop, I didn't want to do stop it. Stop calling him Hogue. Sorry. Nice D. I didn't want to do it, but I did it. But I placed the nail. <laughs> and the next day, we did a video blog, and I placed Mr. Larson's nail when I flashed your photo after you caught your first score. I put it, I photoshopped it on, but I made sure to do it. I was like, guys, this doesn't feel right. And they're like, just do it. And so, but I did it in such a way that you can't really see it. It's like in the shadow of a tree. 
<laughs> so. Yeah, I had no idea. Actually, I saw the face come up. I'm gonna have, think I'm gonna go rewatch that. Uh, I didn't know it'd be planted. I didn't know that either. That's it. very creative. Pause it. You can. It's there. Awesome. A little, a little Easter egg. Yeah. yeah. Uh, can that's, I? May I introduce our next? Do guest? it. Okay. Think you should because I don't actually know who she is. Well, that's funny because I know who she is. Uh, I went to a tournament one time. <laughs> really? Yeah, I played in a tournament with uh, like a bunch of a bunch of really good players. Where was it? I was in Baton Rouge. That's cool. Yeah. Did you guys drive down there together? Yeah, we actually all drove down there together. Had a great time. Played a bunch of games. Okay. You got to play with Walsh Claw. Just say it. Yeah, I bet it I was mean, a wonderful experience. Yeah, and our coach was uh, our next guest, and. I learned more about Ultimate <laughs> in that one weekend uh, than I ever have in my entire life. And uh, so our, co- our our guest is also the coach of the Austin Soul, and it's Edith Tang. Woo-hoo! Say something on the mic, Edith, so they know who you're talking to. Hi, it's me, Edith. <laughs> Did you hear Izzy outside? <laughs> yes. Yelling for you? for me. Izzy was cheering for you. Uh, well, welcome, both of you guys. Thanks for, for taking time to come hang. Uh, I feel like there's a lot of ground to cover. Let's start with positive things about this season. Mick, you go first. Ooh, that's, uh, that's, <laughs> that's a tough that's a lot question. to think about. Yeah. Uh, not that it's tough. I mean, there's a lot of positives, I think, that came out. Uh, you know, we had a lot of, I think, rookies, as they say, got a lot of experience and playing time. Um, I mean, one of the negatives is injuries, but one of the positives that come of that is you get experience with a lot of the team, working together, getting to see new faces, and... Um, I personally felt that the team was, you know, we got together a lot more this year, practiced a lot more, conditioned. I felt like uh, there was Wait, a lot of that unity mean there. You actually had practices. <laughs> Am I right? Well, we had practices last year, <laughs> okay, but um, you know, and maybe I missed some of the small get-togethers. But it was, you know, weekly conditioning with Dante, and you know that was huge. I loved working with Dante. So uh, things like that, you know, constantly getting together, seeing each other's faces all the time, three, four times a week, was great. Did uh, did your lifestyle change at all? Like being part of a a serious team, like professional team, and you guys were working out and getting trained by a trainer and all this stuff. Like, were you going to bed earlier? Is what I'm trying to ask. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess maybe it's because I'm getting older, though. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I feel like that working schedule. I got to wake up pretty early, and I did try to make a commitment to eating healthier since tryouts and. I mean, I'll be the first one to say I was pretty out of shape this time last year, and um, I'm really thankful that I made some of those diet changes and then started working with the team, was able to be a part of the team. Eat a uh, lot of kale? Lots of kale. <laughs> <laughs> Occasional kale. Usually only in smoothies when I can't tell it's kale. So, <laughs> Disguised kale. Do they give out like dietary advice, or what What level are we at in terms of like the, the training and like the... Do they tell you what to eat? Who's that? Uh, you mean Dante? The powers that be, they, man. Whatever the team, yeah, we'll get to who they is. Yeah, especially I felt like towards the beginning of the season. I mean, Dante sent out uh, a few of those food emails and how to prepare for games and what kind of sleep schedule you're on. You're on. Um, you know, we got to feed the machine the right things. I uh, said that a few times. So you know, it depends on what you're feeding. If you're giving yourself burgers and fries, it's going to be tough. Um, and try to limit those sweets. You know, I. Remember leaving practice a couple times of conditioning. He would mention something. Just only have one. You know, if you're gonna have a beer, or sweets, or things like that, try to limit it. You know, so. Was uh, Rory on that email? I was gonna say Rory's screwed. That guy eats hard candy like it's candy. <laughs> hard candy, though. I mean, 
Is it really teeth, that bad for you? Yeah, I think I feel like it all just goes through the teeth. Man, we're just taking it to Rory right off the bat. Anyway, <laughs> we've been really <laughs> kind of shitting on Rory a Wait, lot. Uh, last year you were on a practice squad, correct? Yes. So yep. you came out last year, didn't have a whole lot of club experience. I think I played with you a few times in pickup. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, yep. you know, but then that's where I first came across you. And then I saw you made the practice squad. So last year you didn't get any games. This year you made the, the official squad. But didn't get in the first game. How did you get into the next game? That uh, could also I mean, be a question for... Let's get your opinion, and then let's get Edith's opinion. <laughs> Real talk. Okay. Mm. Hardball uh, with Bonesaw. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think it even started before the first game and being able to work with the team directly. I, I think I told Edith this one of the first times I saw her was that I love the competitive nature, the you know one-on-one battles, and continuing to learn. And these practices, I think, really helped me uh develop and going to that dallas game you know watching from the sideline really getting a feel because uh, i had never even been on a sideline last year so um kind of seeing how everything works the communication on the sideline getting the swing of things and uh really feeling a part of the team you know um even just being on the sideline we still warm up with the team and everything that team camaraderie is there so um really thankful to be you know be included and i think that had a big part of my development because it was from game two on that you were on the roster, like the game roster, right? Yeah, I think game three. Game, uh, three. game two I watched again. But again, those experiences are great. You know, um, those game time experiences changes because, um, again, it's still all pretty new. So, um, yeah, it was great. A lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Okay, from, your, from Coach <laughs> Tank's perspective here, how did Mick get on the roster and how did he get on the game day roster? I think Mick specifically was a player that Patrick pointed out um, as somebody who was really raw, but knew there was a lot of potential because he's super tall. He's super fast for somebody who's super tall. So from the very beginning, Patrick was saying that, you know, he had a good feeling about Mick and he wanted him to play. And I think as he kept practicing and we saw his improvement very quickly, Um, it became pretty obvious that we should put him on the roster. Um, Especially because at the beginning of the season, we were thinking about the entire season and thinking about who we wanted to contribute or who we saw contributing at the end of the season, making sure to give them reps at the beginning. So I think Mick's trajectory as a player was a lot like some of our also younger players, but it happened earlier for him because uh, we knew that we were going to want to get more out of him at the end of the season. So he got those reps pretty early. And then, I mean, from game one, he was an asset on the field. So he definitely earned his playing time. That's you, buddy. That's you. <laughs> we're looking at you. So then you came in. If I remember, you came in and just started just piling up Ds, like right off the bat. Uh, uh, even taking, you know, the rest of the league even How high do you think your D pile is? <laughs> two, two feet. Just say win. Yeah, uh, you know win? that shoulder yeah. high maybe shoulder, yeah, high, yeah. High. Yeah. Shoulder, shoulder high for you or shoulder high for like persuas <laughs> yeah, yeah so yeah. we're talking five to six feet <laughs> i'd say that's a good range of yeah D's? they pile up of these yeah <laughs> that's a lot. and one d is the let's calibrate this one d i would say how big propose is <laughs> how big well, is a fixed d is one d is <laughs> yes the, is the, is the, the right. height of a frisbee so oh. that's a lot of D's. Oh. Right, is that accurate? Uh, yeah, I put it more towards one or two feet. All right, so kneecaps. Maybe the width area. of a frisbee. Yeah. Yeah, then we're up towards the five, six foot mark, maybe. <laughs> Diameter of a frisbee. Diameter. Not the width. I think we'd Radius. run into problems 
you know, trying to figure out what exactly Shut is a whip. I know. This is going to require a Samberger after it, but I know the width of a Frisbee, di- diameter of a Frisbee, because I had to order envelopes for the full-service Frisbees that we made that people bought. And we had to ship them around the country. And I think it was like 11 and a half inches. But as like an idiot, I ordered, oh, I was like, I'll just get the 9 by 11 and a half inch envelopes so oh they showed up God. not thinking it was a circle <laughs> three boxes i got like 300 of these envelopes and oh shit you have to have it was both ways Whammo to, has never so looked dumber. <laughs> so stupid but and now i, had, I know that i took the, one look at the envelope and i was like what the fuck is this no i actually had to try to put it in you tried to put <laughs> it in <laughs> you're so stupid i was like oh shit it's cosmic though you know yeah, yeah. i mean if if the Cosmos wanted those envelopes to work. <laughs> anyway, salmon burger, obviously. Damn, the salmon burger is good. Uh, the D's started piling up, and then that's <laughs> shoulder right. Uh, and then you played the rest of the season without missing a game. Ooh. Uh, right? You had no injuries, no nothing else. Uh, none that you know they came at a good time. You know, bye week injuries. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, go ahead. While we're talking about his D's, we got to talk a very about a very specific one. In, oh. Was it the Dallas game? Right? I think it was the Jacksonville game. Right? Was it the Jacksonville the game? Callahan? Callahan. Yes, the Callahan. Ooh. That's the one. I'm glad I got that right. I always call it, yeah. I always mix it up with greatest. <laughs> <laughs> Did you teach him that at that Frisbee tournament? <laughs> with you? No, we, ta- you know, we talked about like nitty gritty stuff, like oh. when to cut. By the way, side like... note next time you're coaching Hogue at, at one of those tournaments, teach him how to call a foul. So that oh. we don't. <laughs> Nice yeah. D will not call a foul, to, even to the detriment of his team. Mm. Oh, well. yeah, she was well. she was also playing, but she player coach. Who said that? Wait, wait, did everybody yeah. hear that? Did that was Walsh talking. I am gonna turn up all of these mics so we get every <laughs> we ounce we of got volume. Walsh Walsh She's on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did you notice, by the way, that we we tried to get him to talk like in the first ten seconds, and he was like off mic. He was like, "I was supposed, to, I'm supposed to be in the shadows," and then I think you realized you were underneath a light, a light, and you, and then he retreated actually into the sh- the corner of the room. <laughs> well played, Walsh. Salmon burger again. Sorry. All right, salmon burger. Damn, the salmon burger is good. Walk us through the Callahan quote unquote that you got against the jerks and dicks. <laughs> well, uh. I kind of knew the guy I was going up against most of the game. Uh, I kind of had a little bit of makeup speed on him. So um, we were really trying to stop the unders, and I gave this guy maybe a little bit of space to, you know, try to look open. And sure enough, the handler threw it right into the wind. And at first, when I hit it, I was just trying to get the D, and then it, you know, just kept floating awkwardly and really thought I could score. So I was like, let's try to do this and swing my feet in the end zone. And sure enough, they gave it to me. So he looked at that prison and said, all right, let's try to do this. Let's do this. (laughs) Your, your reaction, your celebration post that reminded me of like a dog when he first experiences like snow or something (laughs) and he freaks out because he's never seen it before. You ran like a full lap around the end zone, basically both hands in the air. (laughs) It was amazing. Yeah. Well, and it was my first Callahan ever. I think, I don't even think I got one in pickup. Uh, and I've played a lot of pickup, but, um, 
yeah, normally I'm downfield just poaching her on a deep. So, I mean, I had to push it in the end zone to get it too. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, yeah. So. Um, I have a question about how to coach <laughs> the Austin Soul or how to coach in general. You've had coaching experience before this. What other teams have you done before the Soul? Yeah, I started coaching when, let's see, 2014 was the first year that I coached a team. I coached the Rice Women's Club Team, Torque. Um, and that was, yeah, my first real coaching experience for a whole season. We won a D3 national championship that year. And then I moved to Austin. Oh, hot and start. And I've been coaching uh, Texas Melee for the last two years. So the, the soul is sort of your third endeavor. Yes. First time coaching an all-male team, too, obviously, right? True, yes. Can let can we touch on that for a second? Sure. What what are and be as candid as you can or as you want to be. What are the differences in coaching a female team and a male team? Uh I don't think of it so much as a difference between coaching men and women. I think anytime I'm coaching a new team, it's always there's a feeling out period and I I think like with the soul it was a longer feeling out period. Mostly just because I didn't know a lot of the players before at all. Um, at least with Melee and with Rice, I had played with some of the players before. I knew them on a personal level. And I think with the Soul, like even though I know a lot of men in the Ultimate community, I didn't know a lot of people on the Soul before I started coaching. So I think that feeling out period was a lot longer than I would have liked it to be. But I wouldn't say there are any crazy differences. I think I anticipated a lot of crazy differences, but it ended up being a lot more similar than I thought it would be. Wow. Wow. Interesting. How did you I end thought... up being the coach? How did that come to be? Um, so I actually emailed Patrick. Let's see. I don't know when this happened. It was, I think it was even after the, the team was already selected. I emailed Patrick saying I was interested in being involved as a coach in some coaching capacity, preferably as an assistant coach, because I would like to know the professional side of ultimate and he emailed back saying what do you think about doing the whole thing and i was a little taken aback by that but i gave some thought talked to some other people about it and eventually decided to do it that must have been a pretty excellent email to get <laughs> yeah uh it wasn't it wasn't because at the same time like i was obviously flattered to get that email but there were very specific reasons why I wanted to assist and coach and not coach in the first place. So, yeah. I mean, mm. it ended up being okay, but I think for very obvious reasons, there was a lot of he hesitation um, behind me wanting to coach in a head coaching role. How much were you interested in it from, like, a gender angle? You know, like, as far as being part of, like, the... Oh, there's a lot of controversy and talk mm -hmm. and figuring out about yeah. the AUDL and figuring out about ultimate growth and everything and what's the role of pro and like what's women of wimp what's the role of women in pro all that kind of stuff. You sort of immediately became a part of that conversation just by your participation. How was that? Yeah, part of your decision. To be honest, I think I'm still trying to figure out my place in all of this gender equity conversation that's happening. Um, but I think that's part of the process too is me knowing what I stand for knowing what I believe in. Um, I think at the beginning, my first, when I wanted to email Patrick and say I was interested, it was mostly from the perspective of, 
I really love coaching and I want to be a better coach. And I think this is a really great experience for me to learn in a different environment on how to coach. So that was kind of where I came from. Um, and I think pretty immediately, like all the conversations, as soon as I expressed wanting to coach, all the conversations turned to, well, you're a woman wanting to coach a men's team. And I think every person that I talked to, like that was the first thing they brought up. Yeah. Um, so it sounds like you're sick of those goddamn questions. <laughs> no, no, no. Just pursue it no, I, I really welcome those questions because it makes me think about it. And I'm sorry that like, I don't have better answers for you guys. But um, I think it's from this experience, I've definitely had like been forced to think more about what I stand for and what I care about. Um, I think it's really easy for women in Ultimate to kind of retreat into women's Ultimate and say like, this is, I'm going to live in my women's ultimate world and all I care about is women's ultimate. And, um, you can definitely be there because, you know, women's ultimate is big enough that you can spend all your time with those people and not really have to, I mean, I think about it now, I don't really watch that much men's ultimate outside of the ADL now. Um, so you can definitely like be that kind of person, but I think by, by being this role where I'm a in a leadership position for a men's team, like I'm being forced to think more about these issues and yeah. how to approach these issues. Um, and so, yeah. Did you get any pushback from uh, women in the community, like, I, you know, who were not supportive of you being part of the AUDL? You know, because I know there's, you know, like I said, there's a lot of opinions about it. Were you getting pu pushback one way or the other from your all the other women that you know in the community? I don't think so. I think more than anything, the thing that concerned me was just the fact that as soon as I became the coach, like that was the biggest story was that I was a woman coaching a men's team. Um, like that was the only thing that people really saw in that whole story. Instead of seeing me as a person who has right. accomplished a lot of things for, yeah. for some teams. And uh, I think that was kind of weird for me to kind of be thrown into this position of, a woman coach instead yeah. of a coach, um, which is how I've always saw my, seen myself. But I, I also don't like, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that was just something that was surprising to me um, that I didn't, like I said before, it wasn't like I was making a push for gender equity. And so I right. wanted to coach. Um, but I think it was, again, one of those things that made me stop and think about who I am in all of this. Yeah. yeah. Well, if I can just dominate this conversation with one more question, <laughs> that brings up a thing that I've thought about for both of you guys. So, like for our band, for example, we get pigeonholed as a reggae band just because we have a few reggae songs and one dude with dreadlocks. So, <laughs> it's like for obvious reasons, that's what sticks out, right? It's just like, oh, you're a woman coach in the ADL and you're super duper tall, okay? But like, so like we we have our own. <laughs> so we no, that's what I'm saying. So we have our own thing. Like, okay, this is what we want to be known as. Super duper tall. <laughs> So what's the thing? Okay, if you took away the oh yeah, Mick's real tall. That's the storyline with Mick, and you're a woman coaching the idea. What's the next storyline that should be talked about with you as a player and you as a coach? You understand what I'm getting? Great at? question. Yeah. Yeah, I'll I'll start first. Um, I guess the question is like, how do you want to be perceived, or what do you want people to yeah, know? Basically. Yeah. Okay. I think. For me, um, as I'm kind of continuing this journey at, in Ultimate, where I started out as a player, 
um, have started coaching, have really fallen in love with coaching. Um, I see myself eventually probably going more in a coaching direction, which is like hard for me to say because I'm still very much in love with playing and I love playing. Um, and I love the teams that I'm a part of. Um, but I do see myself like in the future when I'm not playing, really dedicating as much, if not more time towards coaching. And I guess I would just want to be known as a really great coach instead of just this person who was thrown into this role of coach because she was a woman. In case you missed it, you got a fist in the air from the control booth in the other room <laughs> from Colleen. Um, what was the uh, well, second? So for Mick, okay, so like if we took away everybody, the first story is going to be always how tall you are. What should people be talking about aside from how tall you are? Like what are you proud of or what do you feel like you should be known for? Well, I guess, I mean, known for, um, I mean, it's tough. Uh, I like to be known as a competitive person and really hard worker, but... I guess one of the things that kind of helped me this league is that I was unknown. And so people would throw it near me, not thinking I was maybe as quick as I am. And I was able to make up some of that ground. So um, I guess I don't really want to be known for that, though, because I kind of like <laughs> being unknown. Um, you can't be known for being unknown. Yeah, yeah. It's not possible. You want to be known for your secrecy and your deception. Yeah. So I guess the, the hardworking and competitive aspect, you know, that, Man, going into next year and even club season, I want to, you know, get in even better shape. I think there's a next level that um, I'd like to get to. So, um, you know, I got a little bit of time left and try to keep working hard and hopefully stay unknown. So, also, it has to do with I started a little probably, um, you know, in a club level. I've only been to one regional. So, really coming out in AUDL has been something. But, you know, I didn't play in college. I didn't you know, play at nationals or anything. I've been to one regionals with moon tower last year. And that's, um, just, that's insane. Yeah. What did you play tennis? Is that really, that's your thing? Tennis, tennis was my uh, sport for a while there. I guess the biggest comparison is those one-on-one -on -one matchups with tennis. You know, you're just, you're by yourself out there. Um, when things go wrong, you got to recover on your own, you know? So, um, I think tennis is what really got me to, you know, work, work hard for myself. Um, uh, you know, um, and build that competitive nature because it was such a one-on-one -on -one battle. So, country club sports man, <laughs> right on. Doctor Flatball is a former golf pro. Just so oh you know. wow, yeah. Um, I feel like you have a shot at being AUDL Rookie of the Year. And I was gonna say we need to get a campaign going, campaign, but then that would also campaign, 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 that would expose okay. him and go against what he wants to do. You guys remember mm. that movie Rookie of the Year, starring Michael Mathis? How does that yeah, Michael yeah. Mathis stars? <laughs> As, as the a, rookie as of the year. year, breaks his arm, the bands heal all tight. <laughs> yeah. He did he break his hand, hand yesterday. Uh, oh yeah, God. we can bring this exclusive to the masses Art right now. Life. Uh, our beloved Michael Mathis, Sports Center star of the soul, this weekend broke his hand. Let me just—that's uh, another thing about the cosmic. Thing oh, that my we create. oh my god! The movie star is always on Sports Center. He's yeah. always on TV. Yeah, dude. I'm telling <laughs> He's you, always on TV. He actually is whatever. I was sitting his... in the airport in Dallas, and Michael Mathis was on TV, and I lost my mind <laughs> <laughs> in the chilies there. <laughs> How and did he... you not call us? At the... He did. Right he texted me a video. I texted Whammo. I'm sorry. What the fuck, dude? <laughs> There's a sold out chat. 
<laughs> we have. <laughs> yeah. There Why is. would you possibly it's leave me off that? <laughs> because I don't. Because I, I wanted. You guys must have had a side know. piece going with some full service stuff, and you just went in that that. This actually raises another question that I had. Uh, I have some fun, controversial questions to a- ask. We have our own little group text sold out, us three. I know that there's this legendary, you know, soul group me group that we've been shown little pieces of, but we can't get access to. Uh, were you in the, the, the soul group me? Yes. Or was there a separate non-coach? No, I'm in the group me, which I was surprised about because normally... Stuff that happens in group me, you don't want your coaches to see. That's what I'm saying. So I'm yeah. not like in the melee group me. Our coaches aren't in the showdown group me. Huh. Is there a secret group? Oh, no. Uh, oh, jeez. Oh, God. Oh, maybe there is one. I don't know. Bum, bum, bum. There, we're getting... Oh. Is there a specific one just for shit-talking yes. people? Walsh Claw has oh, put his shirt squirting. over his head and is chugging beer. <laughs> well, uh, you know, I guess there's... But like you said, I mean, you've never been a part of a team group me, so Missed it, it. it kind of would follow that... I mean, I, I was surprised to hear that, that a coach would be part of a team. I think Tank group. was in it last year, though. Yeah. I mean, players need a forum to gripe about the coach. That's part of what it is in any sport. I mean, yeah. I mean, we at Bonesaw. I don't know if you knew this, but we <laughs> have we have one in the band without you. Fuck you guys! No, yeah. you don't. Yeah, and we <laughs> so do. That's where we. All right, back to frisbee. Uh, can we talk frisbee. current events for a second? Yes. Uh, there was a world world championship today. Yep. World games. Yeah. World games. Who I won? Watched a little bit of it. U.S. won. Victorious. Yeah. Beat. Yeah. Colombia, who had beaten them early in the tournament. Yeah, that's what I heard. When how, when did they lose to Colombia? In what? the first game of the tournament in pool play. Okay. What are the chances that the Soul could sign one of those Colombian players? Because they are awesome. Yeah. Mm. Not, like, not with Trump in the that? White House. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> not in this economy. <laughs> no, but seriously, somebody should do that. I mean, the Soul has Victor. He's, he lives in Mexico, right? He's from Mexico. Mm-hmm. We should be the international team. And uh, the Seattle has the Irish player. What's that guy's name? Wait, he Victor commutes from Mexico? No, he lives here for the season <laughs> and then goes back. So he already he actually had to leave before the Jacksonville game. So he missed the last two games of the season. But he lives in Mexico and then lives here for the season. Okay. Uh, that's one of the weird things about AUDL not having any money and you guys only getting paid $25 a game, whatever. It's like there's great players out there. You can't sign them and get them here. You know, you can't because there's no budget. Or like I was trying to think like what, like I was gonna ask you like okay who would the soul want to go after next year to improve the roster? But uh, Kyrie, is that even possible? Kyrie, Kyrie, I think Jim kind of brings in people. He like does. Dallas, He's the only one though. Dallas right? is able to do that. Patrick's also one of the few soul owners. A lot of teams have multiple, multiple owners. owners. Yeah. Including oh, those. he's a soul, soul owner. Oh, yeah. That might, you made my head spin yeah. for a moment. So let's pretend there was money. Mick, who's the one player you'd want to bring in? Either a current free agent or... Uh, How much money are we talking? You know, enough to get somebody to move to town. I don't know. Are you trying... Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah, I mean... Uh... You got a stack of cash higher than that stack of D's. <laughs> <laughs> I guess one of the you know downsides is uh, I don't know too many players, but I've seen some of the highlights this year. Um, 
you know, I even watched a game today. Uh, that That's Jeff some... Babbitt guy from New York looks pretty good. Uh, you know, pretty athletic. Get some skies in there. I mean, but I don't know uh, a lot of high-level <laughs> players. Why is, hilarious. Walsh, why is Walsh laughing so hard at this guy? <laughs> <laughs> you got you and Babbitt playing together would be quite fearsome, I would say. Is he a tall dude? He's pretty thick. He doesn't want to be known for being <laughs> tall. <laughs> Exclusively. Hey, there's more to these guys than just tall, Hogue. He looks like uh, a linebacker. You know. <laughs> okay. Uh, who would be your, your wish list player? To bring Ooh, in? that's hard. You guys, too, have to. Come back to me. Okay. I need to think on that. Oh, I can't wait for this one. Nice D. Who's your wish list player? You know who it's going to be. You know who it's going to be. I'm Hogue just saying. Hogue wants Emmons on the team. Yes. <laughs> I want Emmons. You want Danimal? Mm-hmm. Why? Because he's nice to me on Twitter. <laughs> hey, I picked a guy for a similar reason. Cool. I, I want Goose to come on the team. Great. Oh, great. Because he likes us on Twitter. Yeah. yeah. Chemistry is <laughs> half the battle. Yeah. I don't know if you'd say he liked us. He responded. and Okay. Can I be honest with you? Yes. Great quads. Yeah. <laughs> but even better than the quads? Glutes? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That guy's been doing every squat known to man. Every one-legged squat and box jump and stabilization move. You have, can you, have you guys watched his ones? Where he, I mean, I know this is important stuff, but the ones where he does running for him stuff. The AUD has like an official video series where he's like the the guy, and uh, he's doing his like. It's just it's 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 too good to be true. Oh my god, man! Him. Please I mean, forward this to I will. me immediately. <laughs> well, he's also demonstrated he has zero allegiance to any team, club, or AUD. So. We probably could get him for at least one year. Yeah. Sweeten the pot with a special guest appearance on Sold Out. Mm, we bring so. him in. Did you have to guard Goose Quads Helton? <laughs> Goose? Yeah. On on Rob. See, this is what I love the guy. <laughs> Doesn't even fucking know who it is. Uh, nice would... D knows more about Alt Spit than you. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> He's on Raleigh this yeah. year. Um, no, I don't think I was on him uh, for majority of the time. I mean, I don't know. I... I'll be honest. I was a lot of times on the scout sheet looking at numbers, be like, okay, this is my matchup, and during warm-ups, that's my guy. You know, you're kind of watching them. Yeah, double so. zero is is goose. Double zero. Yeah, his, his Twitter handle is goose like, double yeah. zero Helton. Rings a bell. Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't say Goff. One of you guys. He's our, oh, the only other yeah. player we like. Oh, <laughs> and he did save that kid from the bathroom when yeah. he was locked in. <laughs> Mark Burton. I think he's my favorite non-soul player. On the Seattle team, you guys ever watched them play? Yeah, that guy's awesome. Don't we know you haven't, Nick? <laughs> no, I, I've seen some Seattle. They got some highlights. Yeah, Nick was real quick to be like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Burton. Yeah, <laughs> he, he was giving away a snowboard, right? Or is that some different? That's a different market. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> back to square one, buddy. <laughs> All right. So, do you have uh, an answer, Edith? Did you? Okay, I have. Well, there are a few things that I think I would look for. So one, I think you would want somebody who's pretty young so that hopefully they would play for longer. Right. Hmm. Um, there goes Emmons. <laughs> <laughs> and then looking at uh, what we needed on the soul this year, like point kind of where we had weaknesses, I think our skill set wasn't as strong as we needed it to be. So somebody who's definitely a thrower, but then on the other side of that, um, we had people who were skilled, um, but with how big the field is, you need people who are going to be able to play defense as well because there's not really going to be as many zero turnover 
points as you would like uh, to have or as many as there are in the club game. So I would probably pick somebody like John Stubbs, who oh, is not a, playing in the AVL. Right, the exactly. So somebody like that who is um, really talented, really young, long career ahead of them. Hopefully playing for a while. You maybe got two for one, him and his brother. That would turn, you know, that'd be a great pick. Uh, hold on. Who's John Stubbs? Dude, I know. I know this one. You do? What? Yeah. From Harvard. Wow. That's yeah. just because little Ivy League connection. Uh, yeah. 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 I'm pretty yeah. plugged into the Ivy League. Uh, yeah. Ivy League yeah. ultimate. And so... Uh, <laughs> And uh, he won the the nice great, he won the greatest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he did win the greatest award. <laughs> it's the greatest award. Oh, he fuck, won I'm the uh, the Callahan. I know. Oh. I uh, guys, I know John Stubbs. I know John Stubbs. <laughs> For those not uh, not who don't know Nice D and Dr. Flatball outside of this, they have this weird thing. They just always go into <laughs> Trump imitations like obsessively. <laughs> like they'll just be in the kitchen here and just start. It, they're both doing it, and it's like, I already hate Trump. And you guys are both talking like him. It's very unnerving. It is. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay, well, I have, speaking of next year and whatnot, uh, are you planning on playing next year? Um, yeah, I mean, I think I got to try out again, but yeah. hopefully. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, are you interested in being, are you going to try to be a part of the team again as well? Is that... I would love to be, but there are some personal maybe changes coming that could displace me from Texas. Oh, so yeah. hopefully yes and hopefully no, but we'll see what happens. Cryptic. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. I'll hey find man, out next week, so I'll get if, back if to you. If my next friend week. Whammo has taught me anything, it's that the universe is going to decide. <laughs> Shut you. up. And like, yeah, so I wouldn't worry about it, really. You know. Things yeah, just kind of fall into, like the stars just kind of fall Everything into happens place. for a reason, you know, man. <laughs> What's your sign, by the way? Shut what? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I'm not into that kind of stuff, just so you guys know. That's not my thing. Whatever. Four wins this year, right? One of, only one of them not against Nashville. Uh, what do you think the Souls' outlook is next year? I mean, the, 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 our division is really strong. You know, I don't, Are there other players in the Austin community who are coming up you have your eyes on? Or like, what, what's going to be different next year, I guess, is something to ask both of you guys. God, Bonesaw, you really want to play for the soul. <laughs> I do not. Although, last night at, at the fundraiser, Kieran and Slider's fundraiser, uh, Slider's mom asked if I played for the soul. That was good Aww. enough for me. <laughs> I was like, don't you see these old man lines happening yeah. on my face? I bet you slept well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so the question was uh, local talent? Well, just how's next year going to be? How's it going to be better than 4 and 10? Mm. I mean, just real talk. I love, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. I think for us, um, you know, I think it became pretty obvious throughout the season where we were missing pieces, what we needed. Um, this year was tough because we struggled a lot with not only injuries, but in general, we had players that were not around as much as we needed them to be that we had planned on having and then didn't have for whatever reason. So, 
Carson Wilder, we're looking at you, buddy. I'm looking at you. <laughs> I'm thinking of a few people, but in in the end, love you, Carson. You know, I think we could have had a more cohesive team, but I think at the same time, the AUDL in general probably struggles with that because of how long the season is and how many weekends it takes up. Yeah. So, I think for the soul, it would really take a comprehensive. It would take a, a comprehensive look at what we need to put these pieces together to make it work. And I think we kind of missed that from the beginning this year. Um, I know that we selected the team based on uh, one of the biggest things was athleticism and ability to run forever and, you know, and which is important for sure. But I think in the end we were missing some of the experience pieces. We were missing uh, skill things, people uh, who really are experienced throwers and especially with the field that this, that is this big i think we just didn't have as much of that as we needed so i'm not it's not really a great answer for looking into next year but i think um from my perspective we have a good idea of what we need going into next year so we'll have a better idea of what to look for um i think the cool thing about this team is that there were so many new faces that really like we're able to make a statement throughout the season, like Mick, like Elliot, like Kyle, like a lot of young people stepping up um, and playing really well under pressure, which I didn't expect. Um, so that was really cool. So in order for the soul to be successful next year, I think we should keep pulling from the talent pool that we have in Austin. I think it's Definitely. really yeah. good for our community to have, like give so many of these young players opportunities to get this kind of high pressure experience. Um, but we also need to kind of have the experience part with it to help guide that. Yeah. How about you, man? Yeah. I mean, I think I would echo a lot of that. Um, you know, the talent in Austin is amazing and I'm sure there's some high school kids that'll be trying out next year that I had, not heard of like Kyle Hankey or Elliot this year. Um, but I think having the experience and the throwers, we got in a lot of close games this year that just didn't go our way. Um, whether it be, you know, we have a lead on Dallas and then blow it or um, just having those guys to stay steady, I think is good. And um, being consistent, more people like, you know, daddy Jeff uh, need more of him, I think. So um, I think we can continue to get better and, um, you know, keep working hard. I, again, the camaraderie, everything went well this year. We are in a very tough division. I think we just got to, you know, find those pieces to help us compete get her better against Dallas and the likes of Raleigh because, you know, that's who we're going to have to beat a few times if we want to be good. We play them half the season, so. Yeah. Like, Daddy Jeff's a good example. Like, he had to miss a bunch of games. You know, he's a brand-new father, but still would rather. I mean, he's ha so great to have him for what you have, but, you know. At the same time, it's tough. You know, he's a difference maker on the field when you got him and then have to adjust without having him. Uh, and there's not many other people in the league who are doing that like he is, I feel like. Hopefully he plays again next year. I hope. <laughs> um, Dr. Flapple and I went up to uh, or down to GNS Lounge last night with Daddy Jeff. If oh, you are gosh. ever in Austin, <laughs> let me recommend the lovely GNS Lounge. Yeah, and uh, It's we... not an abandoned building. Well, it, be, it kind of is. Kind of. <laughs> Half of it is. Yeah. It looks like one. It certainly does. And then you walk in and they're selling booze. Dude, 
Let's get. Let's talk anyway, about this. Anyway, go there. Anyway, We're Daddy Jeff it. not only uh, throws a nice, a nice flick of the disc, but he can sink a destroyer. Seawolf. Seawolf. Played Seawolf for like can, two hours. So you got to hang out with Daddy Jeff last night when he, when his wife was looking after the baby, and he had basically like the night off of dad duty. I we think. we hung with three dads last night. It was dad night. It was dad night, <laughs> man. We had Scotty Barons. Yeah. We had Daniel Poindexter. Mm-hmm. We had Daddy Jeff. Yeah. Former soul player, Poindexter. Yep. Yeah. We. Uh, you know what came up also was his layout. I was just going to go there. Really? That with <laughs> the the old man play last season where Daniel, like, uh, who threw it to him? Daddy Jeff. Daddy Jeff, yeah. They had a daddy connection. Yeah, it was like they were sharing war stories. It was hilarious. <laughs> and uh, Daniel was talking about how he's just, it was sort of just a moment of reckoning for him. Like, I'm getting older. I've never been the fastest guy, but I'm going to get this. Kind of like when Mick looked at the disc and was like, all right, we're doing this. We're <laughs> dancing, man. <laughs> Let's dance. And he just tracked it down. Remember, it was like the yeah. world's slowest, slowest. <laughs> layout pursuit. And he's moving at a snail's pace. <laughs> he looked like a rusty old robot. <laughs> there, was, <laughs> there was a point where he like clenched his muscles and like gritted his teeth and like yeah. really revved the engines. Was his so layout funny. was as high as a pile of D's. <laughs> <laughs> it was an oddly high layout. From like this strange launch yeah. angle, almost like an arc. It was so inspiring because you saw you saw the full drama unfold. You know, it wasn't just it wasn't any old catch. No, it was someone's kind of life story. Yeah. It really was. We'll have to repost that one there. On we will. We're gonna go deep uh, and find is it. Is Daddy Jeff still the King of Beers? He won the sold out King of Beers award last year. I was pretty mild because, yeah. He was driving us. So. Oh, wow. That's yeah. a smart thing. He's a dad now. Yeah, he's a dad. <laughs> Man, we got there. I just want to talk about GNS Lounge some more, if that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> we got there, and there was like a wedding after party going on at this yeah. place. Which, by the way, this this is like the most back alley, grossest mm-hmm. bar on the planet. Was that? Was there... Was she wearing a wedding dress? Yeah. <laughs> Somebody went like, there the, after All the bridesmaids <laughs> and the bride were there. At GNS Lounge. At GNS Lounge, <laughs> man. Oh, man. And then some, I mean, there was a lot of single women there, and Hogue got, I mean, Nice D got invited to play air hockey with some girl. How'd you go, win? Nice D? No, I didn't. <laughs> I got spanked, and then Scotty Barons spanked me. <laughs> you suck <laughs> at air hockey. Salmon <laughs> uh, Burger here for a second. Damn, the Salmon Burger is good. Um, I, I got an idea for a new feature. This is always going to be the end of the year feature, and it's going to be, the question is always going to be, did Rory end up still on the roster at the end of the season? <laughs> yeah, last year it was unclear if Rory was still on the team. Yeah. There was a lot and of... this year, nothing's changed. Yeah, so that's one question we need to ask here at the end of every sold-out soul season and sold-out season. Unfortunately, we have the coach. Did Rory finish the season on the roster? Yeah. He, did? he didn't play in the last... So, I okay, I understand why people are asking that because he got ejected and then that was it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but uh, and he, he was not on the autographed soul frisbee that was auctioned yeah day. i think we tried to get that after so rory <laughs> played his last game and then was gone for two weeks for weddings i think or something he was out of town um and then so he was gone for two weeks and then the last game everybody could make like everybody on the roster was going to be available for that game so we ended up uh, going with people who had played the last two games. Gotcha. Just looked mysterious. 
just like <laughs> last year. Did he end up on the, the roster last year at the end of the year? We still don't know. Let's ask Walt call. Maybe he'll say something. Yes or no? I don't remember what the situation was. <laughs> it's similar, right? Didn't he like... Was it right after an injection? Was it right after an injection? I just know he wasn't at the last two games. Yeah, he played that Atlanta game that was so close, and he had that, like, Penguin D at the end to, like, get the win. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Talking about. <laughs> the old Penguin D. Penguin D, yeah. Yeah, it was, that's what it was. Yeah, I watched that live. Yeah, yeah, me too. I watched that on my anniversary <laughs> dinner. I made Colleen watch it on the live stream. Can I tell a side story about Rory real quick? Always. Uh, hit us with a side Rory story. <laughs> Ooh, a side Rory Here's story. Here's a backstory. Our band has a festival, and at this festival, we have fans from around the country come in. Three or four hundred, I forget what it was this time. This year, and Rory came as part of it. Uh, Wildcat did it. Uh, as the bouncer. <laughs> yeah. So Rory, I hired Rory to be a bouncer with Wildcat on the Saturday night show, but also was there for the soccer game. After the soccer game, we had this giant tug of war, and all the kids were at the front on both sides, and there was, I don't know, 100 people on either side. Scariest moment in my life, the rope broke. We all got up, and every child, about 10 kids, was laying bleeding on the oh ground. <laughs> so we all get up like as if a bomb has gone off, and there's just children strewn about bleeding. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> With immediate bruising. I mean, so like, I mean, one kid broke his arm and like one kid, I'm talking, it was the worst fucking thing ever. I thought, I thought my life was over and these kids were also injured. One kid broke his arm. Everybody was okay. Everybody was cool. Nobody like sued us or anything. Okay. But these kids were like really wounded. And so that night at the show, Rory had been there. I just found this out last night from Wildcat. We had the show and these kids ended up coming to the show and like literally all bandaged up from the hospital or whatever. Oh my God. And uh, apparently Rory went and bought all those kids ice cream at that show that night. No way. No shit. Dude, yeah. Wildcats had told me, like, he's the biggest sweetheart. That's funny. Yeah. Anyway. Huh. Side note. Uh, so that's that's the one new feature we got for this podcast is, is Rory make the, the roster. One that we always do is also a featured player. So we need to do a featured player oh, here. Yeah, we do. Uh, and also it involves a contest. I don't know if you listen to the podcast where we all have to do our best featured player intro. <laughs> and Flatball always wins, but it's worth trying. Uh, wait, wait, do we have a featured player yet? May we, I nominate one? We don't have one? one. You can nominate one, yeah. Okay. Do you just trust me? Can I? Sure. Okay. Then let's do the voiceover featured no, player contest. I thought we'd do it after no. the contest. Okay. It the might affect how I approach the featured player. Oh, I see, I see, I see, I yeah. see. Uh, the featured player today will be... I don't even know his first name or if this is his first name and maybe i don't know his last name anyway feature player is bigly bigly you don't know Bigley's first name ryan no. bigly. bigly ryan ryan, ryan bigly. bigly not what i not what i have in my mind's eye okay well here we go i'm picturing uh, like brian <laughs> he might not have been on the original roster so we might not he have not. A, we might not have a dossier for him oh that's great we can make one up we can soul call him we could combine soul two call. Game, two, ga two games. Two games? Two. I think. Still oh. eligible for featured player. Okay. Yep. <laughs> the minimum we'll is player uh, him one and game. Then we'll, we'll, we'll do a little soul call with him. Okay. Uh, okay, you started off. So I'll we go, go around the circle. You I always start with a little uh, throat clear. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, vocally speaking, that's probably Shut the worst up. thing we Throw could all do. out your ass. You don't want to cough. That's you're, a violent slamming of the chords against now. one another. I am. Featured player. 
<laughs> a lot of buildup for that piece of crap you just took. <laughs> no, I think I'm confident on playback. You'll see. Just that's because you're you gonna add like reverb go in and, and yeah. like drop it down an octave. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Coach Dang. Oh. Yeah, you gotta go. Oh boy. And you can hey, you can get creative with it. You can say. You can do it's it in sign week's... language if you want. Yeah. I don't know how to sign that. <laughs> that's the main reason I didn't want to be on. <laughs> yeah, it. can Walsh do mine? Walsh said that's the main reason he didn't want to be Let's on the podcast. Let's have Walsh do mine. Coach yeah, is you... calling in a sub. Yeah. You're in. Oh, <laughs> he just, no. He just said <laughs> this is the stonewalled. <laughs> nope. You got to do it. Okay. <clears throat> Featured player. Whoa. Oh, All right. A great that approach. Yeah. yeah. Very nice. Wow. You might have your work cut out for you today, yeah. Flatball. That one really threw me for a loop. <laughs> it's because it started with such a nice. <laughs> I can't even. I can't even clear my throat in that way. <laughs> Today's featured player. God, I never okay. win. Wow, man, no, that Savage was good. I thought that was good. That was yeah, really good. Yeah. You should have not said something right after it. Today's featured no, player. No, 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 no. It doesn't. The second one doesn't count, dude. Come on. You that was get one real shot. Good. I... Go ahead. Larson. Today's featured player. <laughs> that was well done. Okay, flat ball. Right, we got Bigly. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to do what I always do. <laughs> the old. <laughs> it's today's featured player. <laughs> Straight yeah. Classic. ESPN. If it's, it's, if it's gotten you the victory every other time, why, why would it why not would this I time? Why would I change I don't know. the winner? I, I might vote for Edith in this one. We're listening to instructions oh. from the producer okay, in the control room. Okay, now here comes uh, Walsh's today's featured player. Ready? Three, two, one. <laughs> that was a great, <laughs> excellent nonverbal featured wow. player, Walsh. <laughs> now, this brings me to another line of questioning that I just want to pursue for a little bit. Have you ever played the drums? That was pretty good. He's shaking his head no. It was a good... Tight roll, and then a uh, floor tom. <laughs> Classic, elegant. So we don't have a player dossier for uh, Ryan, aka Brian, according to <laughs> Ryan, Brian Bigley. Bigley. Uh, let's just start by going around the circle with one fact each. What we know about Brian Bigley, starting with Mr. Larson. Mm. Well, I think uh, I had never played with Ryan before that one time he came into Nashville and. Uh, Man, I was so surprised at how well he he plays hard defense uh, and lays out for everything. I think he had three or four layout Ds in that game. Uh, so, I mean, that's just what I think of him. You know, I was just shocked. Like, why hasn't he been playing this year? Just to be clear, <laughs> you showed up coaching. in Nashville and were like, who's this new guy on our team? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, he was uh, – no, he, he carpooled with us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's good. <laughs> well, all right what do you got flat ball um one time i was at zilker and uh my ex-girlfriend filmed yoga videos and she was filming one for her instagram account and bigly walked up out of nowhere with his dog and his dog got in her shot and she got really pissed and he just acted like nothing was happening <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like all right Bye. Like mid conversation, ghosted me and walked away. I mean, that's so funny because today, uh, 
<laughs> All right. This God, where do I start this story? Uh, Coach Edith had a birthday party for her one-year-old dog today, and uh, that's where the story begins. And so there's a lot of soul players' dogs there today, and Bigley's dog just went on a trip. Went on an adventure around the entire Zilker Park, which is a park that can have a festival for 70,000 people. And his dog <laughs> went away for like 25, 30 minutes. And uh, like some lady freaked out, yelled at Bigley. <laughs> Bigley was totally nonplussed by the situation. <laughs> it reacted the same way you're describing. He's just like, all right, yeah. No, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go find him. <laughs> And then we didn't see Bigley for a while. His dog came back. <laughs> so and then, like ten minutes later, Bigley returned. But yeah, he's he's just like super chill. Okay, maybe. Uh, thus far, information we have about Bigley: possible homeless man who ended up on your bus. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible dog owner. <laughs> I, I have another story. Okay, okay, I won't go into that one though. Ah. Um. Bigley is very handy. Like, arguably more handy than Walsh. Whoa! Watch your mouth. Yeah. So, (laughs) yeah, Bigley bought and flipped a house in San Antonio pretty much by himself. And so he still owns this house and rents it out. But he spent, I don't know how long he was redoing that house, but it was pretty cool to see all the pictures. So he's very, very handy. He's a certified home inspector, so... Hit him up if you need a home inspector. Oh, yeah. Walsh just, just said he's a certified like... home inspector and to hit him up. If you need a home inspector. Yeah. yeah. You know, when he when we were playing Coob today at the dog party, um, I saw him, like, kind of sidle up to Walsh and be like, because Walsh built the, he, like, cut the cube game stuff, all the wood. And I saw Bigley, I saw Brian sidle up to Walsh. <laughs> <laughs> It was like those, I don't even know. I'm not going to pretend to speak the language, but he said something to you, and it was like a little bit of a, hey, do you know what you're doing? And you're like, yeah, these are blah, blah, blahs. And he's like, cool, blah, blah, blah. What sort of lathe <laughs> did you use? Yeah. <laughs> we worked um, together some on that stuff. Oh, yeah? And he's going oh, yeah. to the shop. I was oh, going to say, it sounds like Walsh Claw Big Z is like a, some sort of a, a company. Uh, you guys have a future. You guys could just talk spurs. And yeah. build shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. He's a Spurs dude, too. Oh, man. I do know that about him. He's Does a anybody man. have his number? Yeah. I do. Wait, I didn't give my fact. Okay. Here's my fact that it may or may not be true. So it, Here's some information. This is the second year in a row that he's come <laughs> mid-season. Because I had the same thing last year. I saw him appear on the game. And I was like, who the hell's this guy? You know? But uh, he claimed at the Soul party last year that he came back to play for the Soul because of Sold Out. Oh, yeah. That's what that's, he said. He said he listened yeah. to the podcast and made, then it sounded like fun, so he decided to come play. We he might have just been stroking our ego. <laughs> so well, that, that was big for us. Stroke our away, quest, my friend. Our quest for legitimacy. <laughs> that was big for us. Stroke away, Bigly. Um, Did you see me just open that with a key? Yeah, that was nice. Uh, Flatball just opened a beer to with a To be clear, Flatball declared before the podcast he was avoiding beer tonight, and he is now opening his second beer. All right. I got about 20 minutes in, and I was like, I can't do this podcast without a beer. It's more fun. All right, yeah. so we're going um, to wrap this podcast with our soul call to uh, Ryan, Brian Bigley. He, he seemed uh, hesitant to be involved. When I, you when prepped I, him? When I wrote to him, I was like, hey, will you be Wait, around? you prepped him for the soul call? He goes, what kind of questions are you going to ask? Hello, hello. Bigley, you answered. What's up? How's it going, man? I'm here with Edith. Say hi. Hi. 
Hey, Bigley. I'm here with uh, Bonesaw. What's up, man? And Mick Walter. Hey, Bigley. And Dr. Flatball. Hi, Bigley. And Walsh is in the corner. Hey. And I'm Nice Steve. Howdy, howdy. You're How's our it? official soul call. Awesome. I'm honored. So to prep the soul call, we each went around and gave one fact that we knew about you. Uh, since since you didn't have a player dossier this year. Uh, so uh, so I'm going to say the fact that was said, and you're going to have to tell me which one of us five said that fact. So once more, it's Mick, Flatball, Nice D, Edith, and myself, okay? Okay. Okay. So uh, the first fact is that you are a questionable dog owner. <laughs> <laughs> It's, I, I don't I don't agree with that. <laughs> so uh, who said? Did it Walsh or Nicey? Nicey is correct. <laughs> I did not fucking say that. <laughs> I did not say that. He told us a story about your dog today, and we then dubbed you a questionable dog. Bigly, I did not say that. I told a story to illustrate something about your personality that I thought was good. <laughs> and they twisted it. Okay, okay, moving on. Uh, I, no... was being, I was being facetious, by the way. I know it's in reference thing. I was being facetious. Okay, so uh, number two, uh, this person said that you have insane ability to lay out. You're great at laying. What? You're great at laying out. Well, I don't know. I disagree with that person, but uh, uh, Nick. Mick is correct. Damn. Yeah. Wow, you're getting closer to going a thousand as you eliminate folks here. Okay, this person uh, mentioned that you were—I don't even know how to say it—created a very awkward situation for him and his girlfriend while they were taking a photo shoot, and then left him hanging. <laughs> Probably not eating. <laughs> To pick up the pieces of the awkward interaction with his ex-girlfriend. Oh, ex now. Oh, yeah. Well, I, used to, I must have been a catalyst, I guess. Like, that, that, <laughs> I could tell right then it was, it was going off the rails pretty quick. I <laughs> know uh, that was uh, Dr. Flatball. Dr. Flatball, oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Okay, uh, factoid number four was that you are extremely handy, perhaps even more handy than Walsh Claw. Yeah. Well, no, he didn't participate. So it was either Edith or me. So, uh, one's left. Then it was Edith. Edith <laughs> yep. is correct. Oh, man. Damn, he got wow. them all. Dang, Bigley, that's amazing. The only other factoids that I gave was that you're a Spurs fan and that you claim to have joined the Soul last year because of Sold Out, which helped us in our quest for legitimacy. This is true. All right. This is true. <laughs> amazing. Uh, you, know, uh, you know, I got... Uh, I had some friends in Chicago, and they were telling about their like wildfire experiences up there, and, and they're like, you know what? No, it's just kind of, it's not worth it, and blah blah blah, road trips and yada yada. But uh, you know, as you see in this podcast that you guys produced last season, and, and just and then once I joined the team, like, it was a really fun experience. I, I enjoyed my time. Uh, and, yeah, and you were you were kind of the kid, the helped me want to want to play for the soul so thank you all right well you, you can thank us by playing the entire season next year instead of just half a season yeah it's a grind i'll tell you that it's a grind i'm not i'm not a 22 anymore Indeed, none of us are sadly yeah. hey bigley what's your favorite 311 song he's a 311 fan oh nice oh uh the one about fourth of july 
Oh, homebrew. Yeah. Yeah, homebrew. Homebrew. Yeah. That's a great one. Uh, well, hey, thanks for being our soul call, man, and for being awesome on soul. Hey, appreciate you guys. All right. See you, Biggs. Bye, Brian. Bye, Bigley. <laughs> All right, guys. I gotta go. You gotta go. I gotta go. Yeah. Uh, Any any last last words here from you guys? (sighs) Parting shots. Thanks to you guys for making the soul really special. Oh. I mean, especially this season was a rough season, but you guys make it fun. We are rubber and you are glue, and whatever you say (laughs) bounces off of us and goes back (laughs) towards you. Is that the rhyme? (laughs) It was close. (laughs) Well, thanks. And uh, we love watching the soul and doing what little we can. Uh, and then for the rest of the summer, you're playing Showdown, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. And you're playing Moon Tower. I am. Yep. All right. Moon Tower is a mixed club, mixed club team here in Austin. Did you know that we are potentially putting together a just for fun uh, mixed team to play at sectionals? Oh, it's a what? sold out team. A sold out <laughs> team. Yeah. It's yes. just it's just the three of us so far. No. <laughs> but. <laughs> but it's, no, it's a mixed team. So Colleen, will you play? Is... What, the, just this is the kind of uninformed stuff I have to deal with. Colleen is is helping put the whole team together here. Basically, the whole team hinges She's on Colleen. She's shaking her head no. Oh, well, it uh, it hinges on Colleen's ability to get some of her friends out of retirement to play. Yeah, you guys. She's hanging her you guys head. That might be pretty good. That might be uh, something we gotta look out for. Hey, rumors are best might play with us. With, with us? us on yeah. our team? Because he's Jason not... Best. Jason Best. Jason Best! We gotta do it every time. Well, you know, yeah. Dylan's playing, and he's a Texas State bucket, and Jason can't play double wide now, so... Mm, he maybe might we'll be get Tulos, to. too. Mm. And Tulos is also on the roster. Walsh, what are your plans yeah. for club? Ooh. Double wide. Oh, fuck. <laughs> double wide. Well, it, 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 it sets up a potential matchup of Nice D and Mr. Larson, which I can't wait to see. <laughs> hey, he We've had been it. there. I mean, I've done, we played pickup together. It's I, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, right, how about well, you, Flatball? Any parting words here? I'm, sold out season two. I am looking forward to season three of the Soul and of Sold Out, and I'm really looking forward to the Soul Banquet whenever that happens. Yes, yeah, August fifteenth. August fifteenth. Okay, so a lot more timely this year than it was last year. Yeah. Do we have a venue? Wait, 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 whoa, whoa, wait a second. Oh no. I know. I tried to lobby to get it moved to the next weekend, but Ooh. Oh, dude. keep lobbying. Okay, that's a huge disappointment. I don't know what to tell you. Let's lobby. Oh man, we got to lobby. Well, I hate to end the season on such a bummer, it's but okay. we'll I guess we'll happen. just uh, see you guys we'll later. Just, we'll so just <laughs> I think you guys should be allowed to vote on the date. Oh yeah, Ooh, yeah. voting members. Yes, voting members on the board. <laughs> on the board. <laughs> get a vote. Well, we'll see what happens. Uh, Thanks for coming in. Yeah, yeah thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah, thank you. It was an awesome season. Sold out! Yes! I'm a soul.